Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. Be real, excel as King should. I am your co-host Johnny, and I am joined by my two brothers, Ralph and CEO. How y'all feeling today? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Chilling, man. CEO, how you feeling? I'm blessed, man. I'm just happy to talk some some simple things in life, man. Hip hop, like that. It's, you can't get no simpler than that, man. Let's, I'm I'm excited about this. Fact. Before we get into the shits. I gotta, I have to press Ralph. So I woke up yesterday. Well, this this is coming out next week. But anyway, so I woke up yesterday to a tweet of Ralph saying that where is where is his application to fill out to join the Beehive? <laughs> yes, yes. All because of a, of a performance, man. Yes, yes, that happened. It wasn't a performance. It was like a concert. It was it was an experience. Like that was like a damn you fell into the trap bro. at a festival. Hey man, it's okay. I'm going to I'm going to on the run tour anyway. So I, and it's not because Beyonce, but I was going anyway. Right. But now I'm like, I, I get it. Like I can I can get the hype. So I can be in the back in the heterosexual male section. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I know the connotation that beehive members get. And it's okay. I'ma still be rational, but she is definitely the best entertainer right now. Like I'm not saying of all time because you know we we don't do that. Right. I know who the king is, but if you're talking about a queen, and there's no disrespect to Janet, no disrespect to Janet. I'm just talking about right now, Beyonce. I, I bow, I bow. First of all, I'm watching this shit at 1:30 in the morning. I had to question everything about my life, and I stayed up to watch. <laughs> As you should. I'm questioning <laughs> shit about your life. You stayed up <laughs> to 1:30. No, I was I was already doing laundry, so I was like, fuck it, like. Oh, like okay. I'm up, I'm up. Like you know, it's free. Like I watch the shit free on YouTube. Like okay. and I didn't pay for this. I was just like, well, let me see. And honestly, I couldn't turn away. I if could you, not. I guarantee. I not turn away. I guarantee you're one of only no more than 15 straight males who watch that shit live. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to make matters even, like if you want to rag on me even worse, my girlfriend was nowhere in sight. I was watching this alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> But, but wait a second, Only wait a second. Thing. Was you texting her while yeah. you was watching though? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, so, there you so, go. Like, like it, it was an event. Like I was like, I like I understand now. Like I really get it. Like, is this what, is this what this is like? <laughs> like <laughs> so I I'm still a I'm I'm I was always kind of like, you know, cool with Beyonce. Like I respect, you know, I respected her as an artist or whatever, you know, and entertainer-wise. But now I'm just like a little bit more, like, you know. Like right at the door of being beehive, but not in. Like, I ain't you know, I ain't gonna be trolling y'all. Like, she's the greatest, like of all time. Like, she's the <laughs> like, you know, you know, like you know how people are <laughs> when it comes to beehive. All I'm saying, well, first of all, <clears throat> I'm glad you didn't purposefully stay up to watch it because no, we, we would have that real issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, bro. Like, I promise you. And then it's like, before I knew it, it's two hours later. I'm like, bro, how am I up to three in the morning watching a concert? Now what I can't what I can say and give Beyonce props for is the fact that she did like a two hour set. Like was there an intermission in her set? No, no, it was straight through. That's the that's, part. That's right. and she doing that's, it again Saturday. That's yeah. that's that's what made it remarkable. She announced like, an album. Oh, she's announcing an no, album no. Saturday. Matter of well, fact, I, it's gonna be available that, right <laughs> as the concert's going on. Like I'm right, telling you. Right. She's gonna she's gonna do that shit. It's gonna be while she's performing. She's gonna be by the way, you can de- go download such and such right now. It's gonna shut the fucking internet down. iTunes is gonna shut down. Yeah. I just I just got these these few little nuggets. Like it was the blackest performance at the whitest setting. So 
That was another reason. She sang, she sang Lift Every Voice and Sing, bro. I heard, I heard. Like, I had to see the performance, but... Yeah, I mean... It was a dope performance. It was a dope performance. I can't even lie, man. I can't even... And you know, part of my professional Twitter life is trolling the Beehive. Like, I pride myself on how many Beehive members I piss off a week. But that performance was dope. (laughs) (laughs) The few clips that I did see, the the shit was fire. I ain't gonna lie. And she treated treated Jay like a stepchild, bro. It was so hurt. Like, the one song song you forgot they had together, that's the one he came out on. I was like, nigga, like... You, you had to come out on Deja Vu, like, nigga, like, they got better songs together. Like, <laughs> that nigga came out, he sounded out of breath. But <laughs> he's been dancing for, like, an hour, though. Like, he, this nigga sound, oh, like, Jay sounded old, bro. Like, it hurt. <laughs> I was like, is this what the concert gonna be like? I just want to see Beyonce then. Like, I just want to see Beyonce. <laughs> right. Was that his feature? Was that his first feature on a Beyonce song, Deja no, Vu? That no. was the set. I mean, I think that's maybe like they third or fourth collab together because that was on her second album. Damn. Steve's child information. I know this. <laughs> you really in the damn behind. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I'm just a music hip. I'm a, a music buff, man. Don't don't buy me. But I, I, I want to be part of the hive. Like, on, like now, am I called a hornet or a wasp or something? Since I'm not, no, you know, nigga, you are a bee. Right. You are a bee. As a matter of fact, because you're a male, you're a worker bee. Well, that's right. <laughs> if Beyonce's queen, I'll do that, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious, man. Like, that caught me all... That tweet caught me all the way off guard that morning. I was Johnny, like... Johnny was like, really, like, no. Like, what the fuck? Like, word? <laughs> I, I, had, I was always slaying myself. I just, you know, I was caught up, man. I was I'm like, this is beautiful. You still, are you still trying to recover? Because... Like, Apparently, there are a lot of people still recovering, quote unquote, from that performance. No, no, I mean, I, it was a dope. Like it felt like a real concert. Like it was just like Beyonce's concert at Coachella. I mean, technically, it was two hours, so technically, it was. That, that was is a concert. <laughs> That's what's up, though. So yeah, listen, don't. If you want to be a part of the Beehive, you know, do that shit in silent. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> 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 Alright, so we are we off that. Um so if you guys have been under a rock, um Kendrick Lamar has won a Pulitzer Prize um for the album Damn. So first of all, I didn't even know the Pulitzer did a music category. And apparently Kendrick Lamar is the first artist outside of jazz and classical music to ever win this award. So definitely want to give a shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Um I actually I saw the video of the lady announce this. So it was a black lady that uh, that announced it. And before she even said, as she was like gearing up to say who the winner was for the music Pulitzer Prize, you can see the excitement in her face. Like she was so eager and excited to, to say that this black man won this music Pulitzer Prize. So as she's saying it, she's just smiling. She's cheesing. She even stumbled over some of her words. The shit was beautiful. I gotta find that clip and send it to y'all. But that that lady was probably felt how we all felt once we heard it, even though we didn't even know that the Pulitzer Prize had a music category. How do you guys feel about this? Um, another win for hip hop, man. Like I think it's beautiful. And then the fact that they chose something that was highly regarded as damn, you know, as quickly as it is. So I'll, I'll pose this question once uh, CEO uh, finishes. His points, but I just have a question about that. 
I mean, I, it, it's it's a great moment for for hip hop. It's a great moment for our culture. It's a great moment because a it's one of the also. I mean, this could have happened. Imagine if this was Drake and how the hip hop heads would have felt about it. Like this this was this was one of the moves. This was one of the people who could have won this award and literally everybody be happy with it. The hip hop heads are happy with it. The casual rap fans are happy with it. The white people are happy with it. Like it, it's it's such a huge moment. And like I said, it just it it. It solidifies the fact that Kendrick has been able to fuse mainstream with lyricism almost like no one else has ever been able to do. Not at this level, not consistently. Agreed. Right. Now, does this instantly thrust it to classic now? Was it not Was it not there before? I, well, personal, you know, personal personally, we, we try not. I thought we didn't. We don't do instant classics in hip hop. Like, I thought it had to age, right? Since we don't have, like, a, a source magazine giving out these five mites or a... Uh, uh, Double XL giving out double XL rankings. So it's like you don't have that governing body to say, hey, this album is flawless. So I don't really know how to rank classics anymore. And when you have something that's outside of hip hop recognizing this is a great album, it's funny that it can't get Grammy of the uh, you know, Grammy for album of the year, but I'm off that. But <laughs> we can get a pull of surprise. That's <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. So let me pull, let me ask y'all this. Well, how interesting is it that Kendrick Lamar has won this award, but Jay Z hasn't? How do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I guess does does Jay Z have an album that I guess would qualify for this type of award? I didn't know that. I, well, first of all, we didn't know this till, <laughs> till the right. other day. Right. But he has so many other accolades. Like he's the only rapper in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So it's like. Yeah, which he just it's got like, inducted. But Kendrick, yeah, he that. just got inducted like maybe two years ago, something like that. So it's just like that's just something that Kendrick has, and that's something like that really propels him, like that stamps him now almost. Yeah, like that's something that no rapper has. Like I think Eminem is one of the few to sell like so many records. It's like you know everybody has their thing. So, yeah. and the thing is, is that more than people realize, I think that Kendrick and Jay Z's career trajectory are very similar in the sense that. Back when when Jay did it, it was a little different in the sense that you had your hardcore rap songs and you had songs that could go commercial. They just didn't fuse the two. You purposely had to live in two worlds. And Jay-Z was one of the only... Eminem's a little different. Eminem's white, so he was already kind of going to be able to live in both worlds. Jay was able to live in both worlds off the fact that he balanced his album to where it was for everybody. Kendrick's doing that same thing, but while having each one of his singles... Be both at the same time. And that's what's special about Kendrick Lamar. So, no, I don't think it says anything that he did and Jay didn't. It's just it's just different times. And if if Kendrick was back then, he wouldn't be able to do it the way he's doing now. He would have to have his hits for the white people and black people of all like. And he'd have to have his, his songs for the hip-hop heads. Now, because rap's so watered down, he's able to fuse both of them in a way that everyone likes it. Right. So, okay. Last question on this for me. So, does this instantly make him the best rapper of this generation? He already is. Him and J. Cole are by far the, the, the class in this in this generation. And the thing is, is that I look at it differently because some people will look at it based off sales. If you look at it strictly off sales, then you have to give it to Drake. Regardless right. of what I feel about Drake, you have to give it to him if you're looking just at numbers. But we're not doing that because Drake doesn't do what Kendrick does. Drake can't do what Kendrick does. Kendrick could do what Drake did if he really wanted to, if he wanted to sell out. Drake can't do it. So, Mm -hmm. and Cole, Cole doesn't, Cole has reached the point, even though he's going to be on my list of what we do later, but he's reached the point 
to where he's comfortable with him. He doesn't give a fuck about mainstream. He gives a fuck about making music that means something to him. Him and Kendrick yes. are the are the the cream of the crop of this generation hip hop. Yes, yeah. I mean, even though I I mean, we all kind of have a, a a disdain for Aubrey, but I think that is that three headed monster that is Drake. Uh, I mean, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole just being like the leaders of the new school because those are the ones that actually push the culture forward. If you're talking about the way they release, the way artistry is set up, the way albums are constructed, like it's it's like no way to really get around talking about those three. So right. yeah. Let me ask y'all this thing, just as an interesting way to spin it. Who is the mm-hmm. so we're saying Jay, I mean not Jay, we're saying Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole are the untouchable class. Let let's say they're they're the yeah. they're the LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan. They can't be touched. Who's yeah. right underneath them though? Nowadays in this generation. Cause I Big Sean. Big Sean easily. You think? I think so. See, I just don't I like, like Big okay, Sean's voice, what are we, so it's hard for me to what say are we, Yeah, I, I well, hate a, Big Sean's as a, voice. As a, as a total package, as as a artist, like not just as a rapper, not just as oh, someone who okay, makes songs, okay. like as an artist, who's that next class? Because to me, and this may be a crazy-ass pick, but like musically, when I hear his music, it's if you're not listening for lyrics, if you're just listening to what he does musically, ASAP Rocky is very close to that next tier to me. I can, I can see that. I just... We... <clears throat> with ASAP, like I'm, I'm with you on the music tip, but like when, if you come up with the overall criteria, I guess this is what I'm, I, I think of. Like, what is that that standout album? I think it's the first mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah, it would have to okay, be the first. Okay, so it have to be the first one, and he only has two albums, right? Yeah, I think he has two. I, I think so. Okay, but like I guess with me, like I would put Wale in that tier. To me, Ooh. like I think. I think because That's Wale has been wildly yeah. consistent. He's tried yeah. to do, you know, our main topic, you know, like yeah. just that reach and maybe people haven't gravitated towards him as a person, but to not sit here saying he can't make good music. Oh no. Like yeah. we're not going to do that. Definitely can't say that. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Who's your, because I got another question after this, but who's your, who would be your pick? I, I was actually going to pick Wale as well. Like, he came in around the same time as uh, oh, yeah. Kendrick and there, Cole. There, there's peers. And, that, and like, I would honestly in. say not Kendrick, but Wale's first album is better than J. Cole's first album. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Can't, can't debate that at all. Attention, attention deficit? Yes. Yeah. And they yeah. were both like not good in commercial sense. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. But not at like all. attention deficit way better. That J. Cole's mixtape should have been his first album. But well, that's a, first, that's a discussion for another like, day. But so so logic. Are we can logic get to that tier? Are we looking at him as a possibility to get to that? Yeah, he can. Like, he has the rapping ability. I think that last album, like, for us, like, let's just say yeah. for us, kind of left a bad taste in our mouths, but yeah. that man can rap. Like, if you're talking about Under Pressure and uh, I think it's the, Unto- the Untold Story or something like mm-hmm. that, the second album, those are great. I mean, I wouldn't say great, but just really, really solid projects. He has to, and I'm not sure how he would do this or what he would talk about but he needs to somehow switch up his content like we oh. know the rapping we know the rapping ability is there but the stuff he's talking about needs to change because it's been the same consistently he knows that though like but, he knows and here's this is going to get me fried you know eminem is my all-time favorite artist rapper mm-hmm. but kendrick is going to pass him up definitely but um as much as we did not like his last album we can't deny the sales of it is Logic going to be that, is he going to be do what Eminem did? Is he going to be, because of his him being biracial, is he going to be able to live in both worlds and that's going to prop up what he does, main what his notice, just because of his ability to be relatable to both sides? No, 
Because no, I mean, don't think so. I, I don't think so because mo- mostly because of his content. Like he doesn't like Drake does that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 mixed, so he gets to play the racially ambiguous line. Like and he gets to do like those type of music. Like I can make this poppy rap song and then hop on the song with Block Boy JB and nobody questions me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that that works for Drake and he can sing. Like well, I ain't saying he can sing, but he does sing. So you know he has that element too. So it's just like. <sighs> But, but he also I don't, I, does. I don't okay. think makes that type of music. That's all I, I wanted to say. I My bad. It. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just gonna say like Drake doesn't rap and sing about being half black and half white. He can't. That's all. That's all Logic really talks about for real. So on it's his, like on his main his mixtapes he doesn't for real though. Definitely doesn't on the Bobby Tarantino projects. Oh, bro, flop bad, bro. Those should be the albums. The, you know what? Know. That should be a topic that we need to do. Mixtapes that should have been albums. Albums. This would have been a classic to me. Like, oh my god! Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, but all right. So moving on. Um, CEO he posted a question on Twitter the other day to get, I guess, um, reaction from some of our followers. And so he he posted. He said, "What is your all-time favorite album that made an impact on your life and is still heavy in rotation?" So. Uh, Ralph, I'll come to you first to answer this question. Oh, uh, well, the album I picked on the timeline was uh, Songs in the Key of Life by uh, Stevie Wonder. I went, um, like, he, he went all-time, class, I mean, well, all-time album, so I was just like, well, you know, let me try to find something other than rap. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I, I mean, you know, that that's, you know, the peak of Stevie, if you're a Stevie Wonder fan. Like, that's, you know, like, album that's just kind of synonymous with his name and then knocks me off of i mean i just love love songs man i'm a sucker like knocks me off my feet make me sound like springtime coming like oh spring outside you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so that's that's why i picked that album though for me that's what's up ceo what you got i mean i picked marvin gay trouble man like that it's something about musically like I can listen to everything on that without stopping at all. And each song takes me to a different place. I mean, and, and the thing is, as much as I love hip hop, when I think about music that puts me in a mood, it's always, it's not, it's rarely rap just because of the soulfulness of like the seventies, early eighties R and B. Like there's th- that soul can't be matched. So I, I had to give it to Marvin Gaye with trouble, man. That's what's up. And so my album was thriller. And I was actually back and forth between Off the Wall and Thriller, but I think Thriller had a bigger impact on me personally. Like each, I think Thriller is only like nine songs, if, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Er, literally every song on that album makes me like it makes me feel like I want to like dance or like sing with my significant other or just like move. Literally every single song. So that album definitely stays in rotation all the time for me. Um, and some some of the responses we received, we actually had quite a few people to say um, Kanye West late registration, which I thought was interesting. We had a couple of uh, people to say um, J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Uh, we also had um, AT Aliens by Outkast. And then I'm, I'm kind of surprised nobody said Beyonce. Um, but we did. Right. <laughs> we did have somebody say Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. And we also had somebody say um, "Get Rich or Die Trying" by Fifty Cent. So, right, I, right, what? Right, 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 right. <laughs> what? What up, gangster? Like, hey, like, gangster? 
Let me let me just throw something out there just because this is the hip hop show. So I gotta throw what my rap album would be. And just because I, I think that this would catch a lot of people off guard. Um Buster Rhymes when dis- disaster strikes. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Personal no, classics. Not, personal not, classics. Not, that's a personal classic like, for me. I've never heard nobody say like, you know, I, I go to Buster, like and I respect, you know, we I love Buster. Don't don't I'm not doing that. <laughs> that album, there's a two minute song called Rhymes Galore. Two minutes of just straight, just rapping. And the, the thing that frustrates me so much is that people, because of Buster, like doing the types of songs he did in his singles, people forget that structurally, Buster is one of the best wordsmiths ever. About it for real. Ever. Like, I don't care what you, and I'm not saying lyricists because lyricists and wordsmiths are different, but the way he puts words together. Some words that you wouldn't even think rhyme, sick. I'm just saying, man. He was he went to high school with Jay and Big. He 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 was damn near in Tribe Call Quest. You might as well say it. Like like I always make this analogy. I always call Buster Rounds Paul Pierce. Like because that's a great analogy. Because in the NBA, like everybody forgets how great Paul Pierce is because of Kobe, AI, Tim Duncan, uh, T Mac. You know those players. So it's like, oh man, like. You're forgetting about the guy over here with the, the bank shot. It still worked though. Right. But I, I mean, still still a great rapper, like a legend in hip hop. So it's like I respect Buster Rhymes, but it's just people forget so quickly. And then he never really kind of took time off to like people let people miss him. Cause you know, he'll still <laughs> jump on a song with like some, some little dudes. Like not Rhapsody, but I was gonna say little niggas. Like, oh. <laughs> like you know, like he signed like uh what's my man name? Uh OT Genesis, the Coco dude. Like that. But he'll do like the remix, like you know stuff like that. You're like Buster, come on, bro. Like I mean, right. that's your artist. school. you ain't got no, you ain't got stuff on the song though. <laughs> <laughs> he want to show y'all he still got it. Pretty much. I remember him saying I, I was watching an interview with him a while ago, and I remember him saying he would like he would be in a studio with like different levels, and it would be like different artists on every level. And he will pop his head in every room and say, "Can I get on? Can I get a verse? Can I get a verse?" And he, that's how he ended up on so many songs. Like, that's that. have y'all ever seen the video of him and Timbaland in the studio? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Show me the, oh my god. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, too, is that 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 should show how respected it is. Nobody's gonna turn down a Buster feature, even now. No. Now, like, no. if 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 Buster walked in on the studio with Drake and he was like, "Yeah, can I get on this?" He Drake probably, will start singing. It'll be a it'll be an R&B song. <laughs> right. but the, and the thing is, too, is that we talk about consistency. And, and I always mention Jay and Nas as some of the most consistent rappers ever. Yeah. Buster has gotten better with age. He's oh, never yeah. fallen off. He's, like, he's gotten faster. Like, how does that work? <laughs> he's gotten fatter, too. So it's like you're losing voice, too. So it's like how like your air intake a, is amazing. <laughs> I have a theory on that. I have a theory on that. So as he's gotten older... The the syllables and the words he's saying have decreased. So he's saying a lot of one and two syllable words and just saying them up fast back to back instead of saying multi-syllable words. Oh, yeah, I got you. I, I, That's I, just I, my theory, though. I, I haven't like really done any research, but like I just listened to uh, Look At Me Now today and realized he wasn't really saying like too many difficult words. He was just saying a lot of one, two syllable words just really fast. Now a lot of people still can't do that, but I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Damn. So, All right, man. I'm, we 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 spent a lot of time on this, but right, I we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our uh, official topic for this episode, um, we're we're going to kind of kind of break down attempts by artists um, or hip, 
attempts by hip hop artists to go mainstream, um, whether it's a actual artist, whether it's an actual album or songs. So I'm, I'm going to start with one artist that I have, mm-hmm. and I want to see if y'all agree with this. I'm going to say Gucci Mane. I think Gucci Mane didn't really have a successful attempt at going mainstream. Like Gucci Mane is a great trap mixtape rapper, mm-hmm. but I don't think it, like his actual official debut album was last year, right, Mr. Davis? Oh no, no, no mm-hmm. one, it was it was like 2008. Oh damn, I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had a song with Usher. I think it was called Spotlight. That album went gold. So I mean, but. I know for a fact I don't remember that. Do you guys remember <laughs> the album at all? I mean, I remember yeah, it coming I mean, out, but I don't remember nothing off the album. Like, yeah, like, it, well, I mean, it, the song with Usher. I just get you. I mean, right, that, at least yeah. that. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, but <laughs> <laughs> right. See, exactly, exactly. That's my point. And even recently, like, well, he got out of jail last year. Every or well, late 2016, but every song he had a guest verse on seemed out of place. Like he had a verse on the Ray Shrimmer song, Black Beatles, I think. Mm-hmm. That was out of place. He has a verse on Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Real weirdo. The <laughs> 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 shit is just out of place. Like it's he doesn't Gucci Mane to me does not fit in the mainstream. Like at all. No. Like he has a book out too, but I mean like mainstream music wise. He doesn't it doesn't really fit. No, he's more of a like a figure now. I don't think people want him to be mainstream because of his music. Yeah. If that makes sense. But like, I mean, he does have a gold album. Like, you can't take that away from him. Oh no, no, not at all. But well, I mean, but no, like I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. I I just wanted to throw that out there. Roger, yeah. my man. <laughs> right, I know. And he, right. His album did like I think it was number one for like a week or two last year. So I mean, oh, that, what that Mr. Davis joint? Uh, a lot but, of rap. Who, who, who listened to it though? I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I'm not gonna lie. I just listened to the song with Migos. Like, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. So he had a single with Chris Brown. I thought was cool, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, CEO, what do you have for this topic? So I attacked it differently. I didn't attack it as an album or artist. I tap, uh, attacked it from the standpoint of a song. And so I got two for you. First is, and this is just because of his mixtape before, as we talked about, and his rapping ability. But J. Cole Workout, come on, man. Yo, I hate this song. Matter of fact, this song was so bad, he had to come out with a song apologizing to Nas for this song. <laughs> That's the song he was talking about? Yes. Yeah. That was the song that Nas... He said know. Nas hated like he 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 didn't say Nas hated him for the song. He just hated the song. Like oh. why would you do that? You I hate got the cool. too. Like yeah. I hate the song too. Y'all know what other what other J Cole song was was horrible. Mister Nice Watch. I like that song. So I mean, I, I did, but it's not a single, so I don't know. Yeah, what you're I mean, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, work out. It's it's and like I said, it's not. It's not that bad of a, especially what's on the radio now. It's not really that bad of a song, but considering what he can do and what he has and the ability was, to be, and then what he was trying to do, exactly. Like, it's it's and then the video. Come on, man! How did they convince him to do? Like knowing what we know about who J Cole is now, how he's comfortable in himself. How uncomfortable was he when he made that video? Very label pressure, man. Label pressure. <laughs> Dude, he probably was ready to shoot himself, but nonetheless. <laughs> Moving on from this one, an even worse attempt because this one's one of the best rappers of all time. Nas Uchiwali. Can we just stop for a minute and just realize that Nas, Nasir Jones, the guy who made Ether, 
one of the most aggressive diss songs all time this side of No Vaseline, made a song called Uchi Motherfucking Wally. I, I kind of like the song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you would have went, you owe me with genuine. Like, that's, that was, that's, like I like that song too. That, that like, but that's not not you know Nas. That's not him though. Like this is true. This is true. Like you seen the video. Owe me like, back like man. what like forty acres to blacks? Is that what he said in yeah. that song? Come on, man. <laughs> oh God! But yes, those are my two picks for the worst attempts to go mainstream by a rapper because that shit. The both those songs. Considering the people who made them just fucking horrible, man. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Go ahead, Ralph. I got I got a, a few albums, so you know, bear with me. But the first one I got is P Diddy Forever. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, but I mean, it's P Diddy. He's not a rapper. But, but the thing is, No Way Out was a classic. <laughs> it like that gassed him up to do that terrible album because No Way Out, the success of it, all about the Benjamins. You know the success of that album. You got Grammy of the Year, Grammy Rap Grammy of the Year off of that. So it's like, mm, now you're in here. You know, now he's trying to shoot up for real. Like Mace had left, so he was, bruh. <laughs> That's when Diddy started dancing, like dancing, and was, dancing. Like, and that was before like, Black Rob. It was like in the in between period where he was looking for yes, the next rapper. Yes, so he was just like, let me yes, do what I can do. <laughs> yes, that was before he got the next sidekick. So I was like, bruh, Diddy, bruh. <laughs> but um. How about Lil John Crump Rock? Mm, you know yeah. what? I had never listened to a song in that album. Yes. <laughs> so that it was, it, and that was suffering from success, right? Like Lil John had reached that peak. Like I think the album before that had Lovers and Friends and shit like that on there. Was that so, Crump Juice? Yeah, was Crump. That album? Yeah. So and then he started producing everything on the radio, so he getting money. Now I can start flirting with you know these other sounds, and it didn't turn out so great. Well, well, it, it definitely didn't. But that it was one song that sampled um, was it Ozzy Osbourne with Twist on it? What is this, what is that shit called? I don't know. Let Let's Go, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Trick Daddy. I think that was Trick Daddy's song, right? Oh, what Trick Daddy? Let's oh. go. Yeah. If you, if want, you it, want it, you did they stole? Did they stole from Rucker Puff? <laughs> <laughs> The, oh, wait, y'all from St. Louis and y'all don't remember this whole thing? Oh hell no! Rucker Puff made made that song same beat, same chorus, different verses. Three months later, it popped up. Damn it, man! I'm gonna look. I'm definitely gonna look that whole we get finished because that's crazy. <laughs> and how about this one, Little Wayne Rebirth, Little Wayne's rock album? Like, I know this is a hip hop discussion, but he's a hip hop artist, yeah, and he tried to go that way and it didn't work and that was because Lil Wayne was the hottest he was at that time I think it was like 2009-2010 so Lil Wayne is everywhere he's he's collabing with everybody from your favorite rapper to uh, Fall Out Boy right yeah. so this inspired him to do this rock album now I'm not gonna lie I like the uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I don't know why I like the song Brown Queen and then the song he had with Eminem but other than that the album was garbage and those were singles Basically, <laughs> the joint with Eminem was hard though. Oh, Drop the World was a hard ass song. Yeah. Like, let's not get that twisted. But Prom Queen is just like a personal, like you know, I, I if if you say it's trash, okay, cool. But I like it. <laughs> right. So I actually have one album too. 
Okay. And I wonder, I want to know if y'all agree with this, but Welcome to Our House by Slaughterhouse. Mm, great. You almost made me throw my mic, dog. I almost <laughs> seriously picked my mic off my desk and threw it across the room because I was so excited to the fact that they signed, signed to a major and was going to come out with an album. And even the first single was cool. It was it wasn't Slaughterhouse. It was cool. Yeah. But because it was that goodbye song, right? Wasn't it the first the first single? No, I thought it was a song. I thought it was a song with CeeLo. Okay, so uh, my, my mistake. I, I, I'm thinking about the the, the goodbye track. That was that's not a bad track. Dude, but, that shit pissed me off, man. We and we've talked about them. One of the best groups of lyricists ever in history. Yes, yes. yes. Coming off of their their independent debut album, um, Damn, what was it called? It was I can't remember. Yeah, it was self titled. Coming off that, and then right before the Welcome to Our House album, they dropped a mixtape on the house. On the house was fucking dope. Like that mixtape on the house was amazing. Bars for days. So I'm hype. I'm hype waiting for Welcome to Our House to come out. So it comes out, and I listen. And Eminem is all throughout that album, and it is horrible. Mm-hmm. That album is terrible. I don't understand why they allowed. Like I know you sound to shady, cool, but I don't understand why they allow Eminem to produce basically the whole album because Slaughterhouse, but no pick the beats, fam. Like don't let don't let Eminem produce. I mean, pick the beats. <laughs> uh, Slaughterhouse does not fit on Eminem beats, and even the shit like. The raps were there, but like I can't get past the uh, I can't get past the beat. I'm about to say Eminem don't fit on Hold Eminem on. beats. It, thank you. <laughs> Have, it, has anyone noticed as much? He's he still he still made dope songs. He still is a lyricist. But has anyone noticed since M reached the level and Dr. Dre stopped executive producing his his albums? He hasn't made a cohesive album in eight years. He's had great songs, great verses. But as far as like an album and pieces of work, ever since Dr. Dre stopped executive producing this shit, he has not made a cohesive album at all. That's why. Yeah. That's why you're in the studio with Dre now. Right, gotta be, especially after. I don't. Matter of fact, I'm not as much. I'm Eminem is still my number one, but I'm not buying another Eminem album if Dr. Dre didn't executive produce it. Fair assessment, man. Not doing it. I'm streaming the shit out of it if it's good. I'm still not buying it. Still not buying it. I'm rap now, Godfather in that shit. Whatever other illegal way I can get it, hey I'm not man, buying hey the shit. Don't, don't don't give away the plugs now, man. No, I got one more album. And I want to see if y'all y'all feel me on this one. Like Common Universal Mind Control. <sighs> yes and no. I did. I feel where you're coming from. I really uh-huh. do. I really feel where you're coming from. And I think that album was like 10 songs. Like, yeah. I like half of it, and the other half I don't like. I think that lead single, like, the lead single, like, pretty much tells you where you're finna go with the album. Like, bro, what you doing? You yeah, was, yeah. Rapping, was Le- rapping over some yeah. NERD seeing sounds type shit. What the fuck is this song, man? Like, Pharrell gave him some old instrumental ec- uh, electro, <laughs> like, and that's not, and now, do we agree that's not common? I can agree with that. Because yeah. at that point, like, you're talking about, like, the resurgence with good music, right? Like, he had he had B, he had Finding Forever. Then you come with UMC, like, bruh. So the lead single was Hold on, called Finding Forever. Forever. Like, I can't remember. Huh? The lead single was called Universal Mind Control, right? I think now, so. Now, it's not like I, African Bad and Bada shit. That's what I was about to say. Like, it reminded me of Planet Rock. 
Like I actually liked that song. Now when the video the video was trash because they didn't have not one person breakdancing in the video. Like that was the prime opportunity to have the hip hop shit in it. But the video was trash. But I actually liked the song. I think because hip hop was experimenting with a lot of sounds at that time too. Mm-hmm. I like Wayne. So you have for real producing everywhere. And I know NERD was huge at the time too. That's why I said the NERD reference. I think that's where that came from. And I think it was like not organic. So that was like a commercial. Like I'm going to sound like the time rather than just making music. Yeah. And I think that's what Common was going for. Not not to say no artist does that because artists do it. I don't think that was a good attempt by Common though. <laughs> Me personally. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely I definitely understand where you're coming from, <laughs> but at the same time, I I, I kind of rock it. I, I rock with it. I rock with the album. I I actually I think I bought it when it came out. Like I thought it was straight. I think I Thanks bought it. That's why I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. All right. So as we wrap up, CEO, you got anything else? No, that's it for me. Um. So to all the listeners, um. Let us know any um, attempts by artists that you all know or feel like tried to go mainstream but didn't quite get right. So we're, we're looking to hear from you guys and you can you all can hit us up on the breaks radio on Twitter. Oh, we don't have Instagram, right? No. Yeah. So and then you can also email email us at the breaks media at Gmail dot com. Um, Ralph, you want to leave the people with your social media? Uh, I'm the minor Ralph on Instagram and Twitter. CEO? I am at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. And y'all can find me on Twitter at J O N two underscores and the letter B. Um, that's episode four of the Breaks Radio. Yep. And we out. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hypnotized on how my long dick stretch the insides for real, ma. With your thick lips.